Blog Talk Radio.
ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday night, and yes, it is once again time for Off the Chain. I am your host, Yvonne Mason, and we have, we've got shows every night this week. I don't know what I was thinking. I think I went temporarily insane, but it's all good <laughs> because all the people that I have on this show are people that I absolutely love dearly. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us tonight, as you were told last night and the night before. We're up to 250,000-plus listeners in well over 200 countries, and I'm so excited because this show is going into its third year. Y'all have stayed me through many, many things, and for that, I appreciate it. In fact, my guest tonight stood in for me and, and took over a couple of shows for me, and she doesn't know what that meant to me. But before we get started, there's two ways to get on this show. One, you can come on as a guest, or two, you can become a sponsor on the show, and I'm not in that to get rich. I'm in it to give you a helping hand up, to get you out there, to get to you the exposure that you need and want and desire for your product, no matter what it is. Contact me at offthechainradio at yahoo.com or message me on my Facebook page, and I will tell you how to do that. And with that being said, I want to welcome some of our sponsors to the show, start the show off right. Do you love thrilling whodunits, cozy mysteries, or sizzling suspense with dangerous twists and turns? Well, each one has secrets, and one of those secrets could get them all killed. Often death is just the beginning, but what if the damage was already done? The answers revealed in Death and Damages, keeping you on the edge of your seat with hair-raising homicides as you discover mysterious secrets, deadly assassins, and cold-blooded killers. In this thrilling box set of 24 breathtaking tales of Death and Damages, pre-order your box set now at deathanddamages.com. It's just 99 cents, ladies and gentlemen, so do it today. Traveler Pelton, she's been on the show. And for November, she has a special going on her website for folks getting ready for what I call the silly season. She is offering postpaid sets of her trilogies for $25 sets, and she will autograph them any way that you like. She takes PayPal and will ship the sets out the next working day. So go to her website, TravelerPelton.com, for all the details. In the meantime, her latest books are available as ebooks or paperbacks on Amazon and Books A Million. This month's new book is called To Protect One's Own. It's book seven in the Oberlin Generation. Continues the story of the overachieving Oberlins with all the action, political intrigue, and hard science fiction that her fans have come to expect. Noah Kahn and their families attempt to get ready to appear before the Joint Congressional Committee to testify and to sort out the damage caused by the Brotherhood. Violet's own nemesis, Obsidian, shows up and suddenly... Just driving to Washington requires a military escort. While back at home at the retreat center, has Oberlin children. How do you protect on mad? Don't forget Traveler Pelton on Amazon. Diane Moat also has been on this show, and she has been a great, great sponsor for this show. She has a series called the Sam Holden series, and Sam Holden is our favorite vigilante. She has the third book in the series, which is called Dog Bones. It is now out. Sam's quest to avenge abused animals is threatened when the FBI comes after her on one side and the commissioner wants her dead on the other. Will her double life be exposed? Will Sam be able to protect the animals, her friends, and herself? 
Check out Dog Bones by Diane Mode everywhere ebooks are sold. And if you haven't started the series, be sure to check out Dog Gone. Howard Levine. He has written this neat little book called Last Gas. Frank Tedeschi's niece is dead, one of thousands of victims of a terrorist attack which has been laid at the feet of Islamic radicals by a right-wing U.S. government. Frank, based on a chance encounter, is one of the very few people who questions the government's explanation. He's a Vietnam vet who wants nothing more than to live without further controversy or conflict. Can he and his grieving brother Rob, a detective with the NYPD, obtain the necessary evidence to uncover the truth in the face of scorn and incredibility? Can they overcome their long-term estrangement to work together given they are putting their lives in danger? And last gasp, a novel that resonates with today's politics, the answer to these questions unfolds in a way that mingles personal and societal issues and intertwines the past and present while moving relentlessly forward. So check all those out on Amazon, ladies and gentlemen. This is the silly season. This is the time that you buy gifts. And what better gift than to buy books, whether ebooks, paperbacks, by books, especially from those of us who are considered small business people, because this, we're pretty good out there. We, we have some great, great authors out there, including the one that is on this show tonight, author Julie Morgan. I love this woman with all of my heart. I am going to get to Orlando to see her. She just doesn't know it yet. She's originally from Burlington, Texas, and she's always had a love of books, especially paranormal stories. She finally took the leap to begin writing with encouragement from her family. Having worked in IT her entire career, she now spends what little free time she has writing. She lives, like I said, in Central Florida with her husband, who is a vet and who is deployed, and I thank him for his service. And her beautiful, beautiful daughter, Leanna, who I absolutely adore. Julie's favorite pastime is reading children's stories to her daughter, especially those around animals. Julie, my darling friend, thank you for spending an hour with me. Well, thank you, Yvonne, for having me and for that great introduction. Well, it's all true. Thank you. (laughs) And before we get started, I don't know if you heard the show the other night when I interviewed my friend Lourdes Wellhaven. She's also an author, and she has just released a a neat little book that has animals in it, and it's called The Christmas Poodle. Oh, that sounds adorable. Leanna would love you to read her that book. It's about this little boy, and he has rheumatoid arthritis, and he has this service animal, and it's a standard poodle mix. And he has to become the shepherd in the play that he wrote because the – the little boy that was going to play the shepherd got sick. Well, he's afraid to do it, but he does it with the Christmas poodle, who is a sheep. He's really a poodle, but he plays a sheep. It's a neat, neat little story. Tell me the author name again. Uh, Lourdes, L-O-U-R-D-E-S, Wellhaven, W-E-L-H-A-V-E. And she's on my friends list, too, and it's called The Christmas Poodle. I just found it. Okay. And I'm looking for it on the I just found it. I, you'll, you will love it, and Leanna will love it. That's a, such a cute cover. Okay. <laughs> I've got that now. <laughs> now that we <laughs> see, ladies, this is why we do live radio. <laughs> and I have to and tell speaking you, of I Leanna, play, 
speaking of Leanna, you might hear her occasionally. She's in her room singing. <laughs> That's quite all right. And no, no show with you is complete without hearing her at some point during the show. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> well, you know, I played that song for you. Yes, ma'am, I do. <laughs> and while I, while I was playing that song, now do you know that I have been um, writer's drive for a long, long time with everything that was going on. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't think yeah. of anything. Well, while that song was playing, a title to a book sent to my head, the same title as the song, but with a twist. And it has to do with my drag queens from the Pink Canary. Oh. Well, and there you go. Yeah, and I'm thinking of a series. So I, while that song was playing, I was taking notes and I almost missed the intro. <laughs> Got to grab it while we can. So tell me, darling, 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 what have you been doing? Oh, with what free time? Oh, my gosh. Well, as you said, my husband's currently serving deployment. He's a little over halfway through. He has five months left. And if you're familiar with Tom Clancy's work on his Jack Ryan titles, if you've watched that on Amazon Prime, who Jack Ryan is, that's exactly who my husband is, except it's not CIA, my husband's army. So everything that you see happening there is basically what my husband is doing, minus the interrogation. He was being he was trained for that a couple of years ago, but he doesn't have to do it. So he does everything else except the interrogation. So he's in, you know, um, military intelligence, and he works with the special ops soldiers, and he's behind the screen, their eyes and ears for everything. A drone driver drops bombs, whatever is needed, that's what he does, and writes up a lot of reports based on what he's finding. So that's what he's doing. And I'm working through two different books right now and taking care of my daughter, going through the holidays. You know, my mom just went home today, back to Colorado, and she'll be back in three weeks to, you know, help out at Christmas time. And my brother will be here at Christmas, and I think this is going to be the first time the three of us have been together over a holiday in probably over 20 years. Wow. And we're just like, time has gone by so fast that we didn't realize it had been that long. He's in Texas. She's in Colorado. I'm in Florida. We're not near each other just to do a random popover, let's have dinner. You know, we're all three in separate states. So to get all three of us together for our holiday doesn't happen. So this is the first time in a very long time we're getting to do this. And I just wish John was here to celebrate it with us, but he'll be here in spirit. And um, But otherwise, uh, I've just been staying busy, Yvonne. I've just been busy. <laughs> I know. I've been watching you. Santa Claus has been oh watching you. <laughs> it's like, back and forth with everything and you know, and my secret identity that I don't give out over the internet, you know, through through Facebook, you know, my alter ego still works full time, so I have a full time job too. So it's you know, it's hard. But you manage and you make it work, you know, and you know, this is your passion and this is what you want. And at some point this is what you do want your career to be, you'll do anything you can to make it happen. And Absolutely. that's what my husband yeah, that's what my husband and I are both working toward. And, you know, when he gets home, he'll return to his day job. He's a financial advisor. And so he'll return to his day job and get reacclimated to civilian life. And I'll start again working toward retirement. 
that's what we were doing before he got act before he was sent over. You know, he's in the reserves, so he was activated to you know to go with his unit. So, but yeah, it's just there's a lot happening. You know, and 24 hours in a day sometimes feels like five minutes. You know, <laughs> you blink and it's gone, honey. You just I know. Blink and it's I mean, gone. I get home, I'm like, it's night. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> so you you released the human and her vampires. I think I said it right. Yes, I did. Yes, yes, that's correct. We did. And we talked the last time you were on the show. We talked about that. Now bring the the listeners up to speed because I might have had brain cramps and didn't listen the last time. That's or we okay. might have some new we might have some new listeners because, ladies and gentlemen, this book is I thought I had a twisted imagination Julie takes (laughs) the paranormal to a whole new planet I think this is her fantasy in another life or something I don't know so (laughs) tell us about this book oh my gosh before I jump into that I gotta tell you something my husband's done he read one of the, the naughty scenes in another book that I wrote and it was five women and one man and he was a demon you know because it's paranormal it's what I do and he was reading it and he just stopped and he looked at me and he goes is this what you really want to do I said hell no this is what the characters <laughs> want to do I don't want to do that he goes oh man I was just making sure <laughs> so I, I had to tell you that because it was I still laugh about that Dang, so the, the series is called the covenant of New Orleans and the background of it is vampires and blood demons. The vampires are not the typical, I want to suck your blood, you know, vampires. They're not the scary, hide-in-the-shadows vampires. They they're, act like normal people like you and me. It, they just, you know, can't go out in the sun. They don't sparkle, <laughs> but they don't go out in the goodness. sun either. Yeah, and their sustenance is blood, but it's not normal blood. It's blood from a demon, a specific type of demon, a blood demon. And they're very low on supply of blood demons in the, in the world. So in order to get around that, it might be one blood demon to two or more vampires. Hence where the harem started with this series. And in the first book, the concubine and her vampires, she is a concubine. She This is what she was raised to be. And her mother had a fling with an incubus and or a, a sex demon and this incubus produced with the human this blood demon and so when she comes of age she's presented to the the covenant to, um, as to be presented as this blood demon and she has a choice on the matter as much as they do if it's not a pairing that she wants she doesn't have to take it they don't force her into anything it's very humane i guess you could look at it from that point of view Nothing's put against her will. And there's an evil force that's trying to get her, and her men are trying to protect her from it. And when she meets them at the pairing, she meets a group of these guys that are, like, extremely hot. And the funniest part of it is each one of them sniff her. And she's like, do you just legitimately sniff me? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's some, some humor written in it as well because you can't always be serious all the time and plus this is me I mean I've always got something silly you know going on so 
when she's finally selected by somebody, he holds his hand out for her and she takes it, and they become a paired couple and then get surrounded by four more men. And she's like, what's going on? And he said, you're not only mine, you are ours. And she's like, wait, what? (laughs) We're counting on that one. Yeah, so she returns to their home with five vampires. And you go through the motions with her, through the nervousness, through the self-doubt, through the, oh, my God, I can't do this, to when she finally accepts what they're giving her. And it's love. It's not just sex it's love and just you get to know each one of these vampires individually and then together as a group and they work well as a family and that's where book two picks up her best friend tawny has been an orphan for a very long time she has no family left and she's human so obviously she cannot be sustenance to these vampires however one of the men in the story is working on a serum to correct that. Hang on just a second, Yvonne. Then go to the bathroom, okay. sweetheart. Go to the bathroom. I'm taking care of it. Yeah, go take care of it. You got this. Go. Okay. Sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, but anyway, with Tawny's story, you know, she's got these four, well, three men to start with. One of them wants nothing to do with her. He hates humans. Mind you, he used to be a human, but he hates humans. And his name is Will. And when you get to know him and you hear about his story, it might make you cry. I've had readers tell me that they sobbed for him when they find out why he's such a dick. And you understand. You see it and you understand and you feel for him. And you also love Tawny because she stands up to him. You know, she's like, I don't know what hurt you. I don't know what happened, but I forgive you. And he says, you can't effing forgive me. You can't do that. She's like, yes, I can. I just did. (laughs) So it's like a test of wills. And because of that, she pushes through his barrier and gets to know him. And the other other three are like, finally. And when when the five of them come together, it's like this huge explosion. And... Tawny is not only the protagonist, she's also the antagonist. She's her own worst enemy. And everything she's ever had in her life has fallen to shit. Everything. And so she's not expecting what is this wonderful thing to happen to her to stick. She knows this is going to fall apart, so why stick around? I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to go. And, you know, you just you go through the motions with her as well. And the third book I'm working on has nothing to do with the first two at all. <laughs> it's okay. something completely different. She's a succubus. So it's the succubus and her vampires. And her story is completely different. So I think the readers are really going to enjoy it. There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of um, WTF moments. <laughs> and uh-huh. you, you get to see... Um, there's a gentleman named Malik. He's one of the head vampires in the coven, and he he makes an appearance, I think, in all three stories, at least in the first one, and he'll be in the third one as well. And you'll get to know him a little bit more. And there's also a security guard that security detail for Olivia and Tawny named Jesse. And I've had readers ask me already, when is he getting his story? So, so I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> 
So you're gonna be you're gonna be busy for a long time on this series. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And my publisher has been talking about expanding it into a spinoff because of book two with the serum being created. Anybody's capable of being a concubine now, not just blood demons. So it'll be interesting to see what we decide to do with that. And um, when we were talking offline before the show started, I'm also working alongside another author named Grayson Miller. And Grayson and I have kicked around an idea that actually started out as a joke. How would you feel to be the cream between Loki and Thor? That's basically where it started because we're both huge fans of both. When I say huge fans, we lust. Oh, my, oh my God. You know, Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> oh, my God. So, <laughs> and my daughter laughs because she knows. <laughs> did you hear her giggle? <laughs> I did. Oh, my goodness. She knows. She knows her mama loves Loki. So, anyway, it started out as a joke between us, and then this series just kind of spawned. And suddenly we were writing, we were creating these characters with these backstories, these amazing, vivid backstories. And next thing you knew, we had book one plotted. And we started plotting for book two and book three and working on covers. I'm like, oh, my God, we are really doing this. So we're um, going in, I think chapter 10 was written today by Grayson. So we've been doing kind of like a chapter-by-chapter write. And she's got a couple of the voices. I have a couple of the voices. And it's, it's been so much fun doing this and tormenting these poor souls. <laughs> what are we going to do next? <laughs> so it's, it's been super fun so far and looking forward to the next books and how we're going to torment those souls and what are we going to do next and who's going to pay the ultimate price and who's going to get slapped, you know, and just stuff like that. So we've been having so much fun writing this. We've been having a great time. Now, the next question that that I know that the audience is going, and the, the question is, because they ask me this all the time, when do you sleep? Sleep's overrated. <laughs> Absolutely. It is overrated. Oh, I sleep so sometime overrated. after my daughter goes to sleep, and at some point I wake up, you know, as long as I get at least three to four hours of sleep, I'm, I'm manageable. But most of the time I get more than that. Not before last, I think I was on two hours, and I functioned fine the next day because my brain wouldn't shut down. It was just like, we're going to be active because I hate you. <laughs> You know, so, yeah, but, I understand oh, that. Yeah, but sometimes but at some point you're going to crash and burn. Yes, and, and that's happened before too. But sometimes I have these wild, vivid dreams that I wake up and I have to grab my phone and do a voice recorder so I don't forget it. That's how my very first series got started was because of a dream. And it's sometimes they're wild and sometimes I'm like, what did I eat before I went to bed? <laughs> you know, I was like, Can we do it again? <laughs> yeah, I know. But more often than not, the last couple of months have been pretty dreamless. I haven't really had anything. So it's that's weird for me to not have dreams. But at that or I'm just not remembering them. So during the daytime, usually I'm in a shower or I'm driving or I'm in the middle of a conversation at my day job. The voices start up. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? I'm in front of a blank page and you can't talk to me, but I'm in the shower washing my hair. You want to start chattering. <laughs> <laughs> so you laugh because yep. you know I'm right. 
<laughs> exactly. Well, I told you while the song was playing, I started plotting this story, yes. and I've been dry for what two years now. I haven't written a lick, and all of well, a sudden, you've had so much going on in your life. You've had so much happen, and at some point, you need to take a breather too. And I'm hoping that you are right now. <laughs> no. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> No, things have not slowed oh. down. They're going into hyper overdrive. You know, I started because Jack made me make promises to him before he died. Yes. He made me promise yes. to stay in the Florida JCI Senate. He made me promise to start going to events. And he made me promise to keep the radio show. I'm glad you've done all those things because you help so many people with it. But it also keeps you busy, and I understand how important that is. Of all people here that are around you, Yvonne, I completely get it and understand. Yep. And it's important to stay busy, you know, and you I get that. Because if you don't stay busy, you lose your mind. Absolutely. You do. That things start creeping uh, in. <laughs> and when, when that happens, when you start going down that slippery slope, it's really hard to get back off. And, and it's funny yes. that we're talking about this because this has been a hot topic on my on my profile page the last two days. Before um, we start that topic, let's take a quick break so yeah. we don't have to break up. Ladies and gentlemen, okay. this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with one of the, the most beautiful women in the world that I absolutely love with all of my heart. And she has she has the most delightful child, author Julie Morgan, and my sweetheart, her daughter, Luanna, who you can hear occasionally in the background. I just love that child. I'm just going to want to squeeze her, so i got to go to Orlando so I can hug her. But we will be right back after we pay some bills. Best-selling and award-winning author of true crime and crime fiction, Yvonne Mason is back with a brand-new book, The Pink Canary, a book that delves into the life of a drag queen and a marvelous whodunit. You can find this and all of Yvonne's other works on Amazon.com or find Yvonne Mason on Facebook and Twitter. You're gonna kill me. Buy your copy of Pink Canary now. Do you have cougars on your porch swing? Are horses your new best friend? Do your nicest shoes get buried knee deep in snow as your toes turn blue? Are you bothered by wolves at your woodpile? No, not that kind of wolf. Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family as they discover an exciting new life in Go West, Young Woman, a true Montana adventure. Available online and in bookstores. Or visit quinnwildlifeart.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics agree, it's a hoot. This is Jade. And this is Winona. Wow, it's been a busy summer. Yes, we have new books. I think we have a new audio book. And I thought the voice was bad with other life lessons. Why is that title such a mouthful? I don't know, but you can hear that mouthful on Audible and on iTunes now. And that will take you through Life Changes, the highs and lows of it through pop poetry and the literary life guide. So remember to check us out. And no, I don't mean a once over, but then my narcissism said, well, maybe check me out once. And then look at the rest of the website at andrewthought.com. <laughs> 
You can check out the podcast and the YouTube channel and everything that we're doing on that website, andwethought.com, just in case you didn't get it the first time. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to say bye from Winona and Jade and our website. Okay, is this going to be like a running gag? Yup. Andwethought.com. Bye-bye. Tune in to Off the Chain Radio, December 5th, to meet the founders of Be Unique Magazine, a nonprofit, digital, interactive publication that's free to read online. Nothing but positive vibes and stories about amazing humans who are making a difference in our world. With more than 50 volunteers from a dozen different countries within the first three months, this organization has caught the world by storm. Want more information? Visit BeUnique.org. B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. Germany, 1938. Charlotte, a young girl of 15, wanders into Georg's cobbler's shop to have her shoes repaired. Georg, enamored by Charlotte's charm and grace, decides then and there that he's going to marry her. But they must keep their love a secret from family, friends, and, most importantly, the Nazis. Follow along as Georg's pursuit of the young Charlotte results in the couple traveling a heart-stopping, winding route to stay one step ahead of the Gestapo in their escape from Nazi Germany, with a surprising twist along the way. If you like history and romance, don't miss Good Things Always Happen in Springtime by Joanne Fisher. Available at www.joannesbooks.com. Juliana is a middle-aged housewife in Toronto with a career, a husband, that has little interest in her well-being, and three children. In the evenings, she gets on her computer and chats with people around the world. When she gets involved with Aaron and Bobby, her life becomes a pinball, bouncing around her husband, her job, her children, and her two online friends. She's bewitched by the romantic poetry of Aaron, but the honesty and kindness of Bobby bring her all the way to California. Watch for the ironic twist of fate that takes her in a direction she never expected. If you like spicy romances, don't miss With All of Me by Joanne Fisher, available at www.joannesbooks.com. Fiore is a young Italian woman engaged to be married but her plans are interrupted by a charismatic Sebastian, a handsome middle-aged Spanish businessman. Her beauty strikes him like a thunderbolt sent by the goddess Venus herself. When she's given a peculiar gift, a Spanish doll, she's thrown into a whirlwind of entangled passion, money, secrets, and love. Their romance sparks in a charming little Italian town located on the southern part of Lake Garda in northern Italy and takes them around the globe. What happens when her life is suddenly shattered by a lifelong secret? Her Spanish doll will bring you to a caliente Spain and a romantic Italy, adding some spice along the way. Available at www.joannesbooks.com. And we are back. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with the wonderful author, Julie Morgan. And before we took the break, we were getting ready to talk about a very hot topic right now. So, Julie, what's showing up on your news feed? Well, 
Last couple of days, there's been topics of depression and anxiety that have been coming up. Not necessarily with me, just in general that I'm seeing more of with people and people being more open to talk about it. And a lot of times people may not even realize that they have depression or anxiety. I'm not a doctor, not pretending to be. I'm just one of those that's here for you if you need somebody to talk to because I myself suffer from depression and anxiety. Not so much as it used to be. Um, As I told a girlfriend tonight, I just got tired of, I just got tired of it. And I was ready to take my life back. I was ready to take control of it. And I just gave it up. You know, I just, when I, when I say give it up, I'm like, give it up to God. You know, I'm just done. I'm, I'm done. I'm done feeling like I'm being controlled by something that I can't control. So I'm, I'm done. I'm taking my life back. I'm going to be happy, damn it. And this is what I'm going to do. And, and the sad thing it, is, is many people don't understand they can make that choice. Yeah, absolutely. It it's hard though. It's really hard because the longest time of your life that has been spent with depression or and or anxiety were these for the lack of a better term, these demons holding on to you. And uh-huh. for the longest time that is what held you up, were those demons. For the longest time. That's your comfort zone, that's your go to, that's what you know. And to break free of that is the hardest thing anybody can do and if you've never experienced this you would never understand that's the biggest topic that's actually been up for discussion today someone I don't want to name any names because I don't want to call her out but she was asking a lot of questions because her sister she believes has depression and anxiety and she's very concerned about her and I love that she was asking these questions but the more and more we were talking the more it was starting to stress me out talking about it. So I'm like, I can't, I can't keep on with this. <laughs> I can't keep telling you the same thing 10 different ways. It's, just, it's not that that's what I was doing, but that's how it was starting to feel. And I had to step away from the conversation for at least a good hour before I could say anything else because it was really starting to get to me. It was like opening up those old wounds, opening up that old door that I closed behind me. It's kind of how it was feeling. And I am not opening it up because there's dead inside, as they do from The Walking Dead. There's dead inside. I'm not opening those doors. <laughs> so, you know, I had to, you know, theoretically turn around and walk away. So, but some of the points that were being brought up was at some point you need to learn to forgive yourself. Yep. No matter what That's it is, thing. no matter what That's happened. Thing. Yes. No matter what happened. Obviously, it's not your fault. But you need to learn to forgive yourself for holding that torment onto you for so long and know that it's okay to be happy, to know that it's okay to smile and to mean it and to be friendly to people and to be friendly to yourself. It's okay. And it's okay to let it go. And it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel. And it's okay to forgive others. Yes. Because they have moved on anyway. You don't have to forgive the act. You don't have to necessarily forgive somebody that took something from you that you can never get back. You don't, that's not what forgiveness necessarily is. It's coming to terms with what has happened and letting it go. In my, yep. in my opinion, just in my opinion, I'm like, I said, I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> in just my opinion and 
knowing that having that strength to be able to do it for me is 10 times more powerful than any chemical medication could ever give you. Well, and And, sadly what happens is doctors are so quick to throw medication at the symptoms and instead of getting to the root of the problem, they just throw medicine at it. Now, granted, there are some hormonal imbalances in people. I get that. But one has to also recognize that they're having a moment and work through that moment and know that it's not a permanent moment. It doesn't define who they are. It's just a defining moment and then move on. And as time goes on, it does get easier, ladies and gentlemen. Trust me on this. It does get easier because you learn to discipline your brain. I just got a message from a girlfriend who told me my, my voice is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> of course Crystal, it is. I saw that. Her name is Crystal. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> of course. She's um, adorable. So, Crystal, trust me, this <laughs> one is absolutely fantastic. I love her so much. Oh, thank you so much. You know, and what we're talking about here is depression and anxiety. We're not talking about bipolar. We're not talking about you know, schizophrenia or anything like that. I mean, this is depression and anxiety only that we're talking about. A girlfriend of mine was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, and when she found out that's what it was, it was like this sigh of relief, like, finally, I understand uh-huh. what is happening to me. You know, and obviously she had to do, she had to do uh, medication for that and made a world of difference for her. And I'm so happy for that. And another, I know her son has to go into a boarding school full time because he is severely schizophrenic and he's trying to get through medication to make him better. And it's as a parent, I can't even imagine doing that with your child. But we're getting no. way we were talking about. But, you know, this has been a topic of discussion for the last couple of days on my page. And it's just because I'm such a huge advocate for finding finding your tribe, if you know what I mean. Yep. yep. Finding those that know you, that support you, that will be there for you. And through thick and thin, no matter what. Yes. Yes. And sometimes it's okay that you have to let people go because maybe they served their time and you don't need them in your life anymore for whatever reason. And then there's those that you know, I've got friends I haven't talked to in five or six years, and we pick up stones like we never miss a day. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it's those people that I have that lifelong commitment with that I know I can call at any time. Be like, dude, I need your ear. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let me bend your ear. And I'm going to tell you, if it hadn't been for you, and Taylor, and Sherry, and some other friends that I went to school with, and the the Florida Senate family that we have Julie to be perfectly honest I don't know that I would have come through that dark valley that I just walked through I know honey but that's what we do we are friends and that's what we do we're there for each other and we see one of us being pulled into the darkness we reach our hand and help pull you out and everybody needs a person like that in their life at least one at least, At least one. one that's willing to, I have a poster in my bedroom that says, um, 
if you can't come into the light, I'll just sit in the darkness with you till you can. Right, right. You know, and you need to know that not only somebody will push their hand into the darkness to find you, but you have to be brave enough to reach out and accept that help too. Exactly. And sometimes, yeah, and sometimes it takes multiple hands to find you because you may not be at a point that you're ready to be pulled out, but you need to be so you don't fall into that darkness, into that bad place that you and I and both know there. exists because we've both yeah. been there. We've both been there. We've oh, both yeah. been there. I, I don't like it there, so I don't I don't live there anymore. <laughs> Just, yeah, me either. Not, that's that's the dead inside that we don't go to. <laughs> that, there's too much living to be done. You and I got too – I mean, after all, you – have all these concubines and these succubuses running around with all these vampires. They're like they're like little daffy ducks. <laughs> running around everywhere. That's what they are. And my PA Heather's listening right now and she's probably cracking up <laughs> that I just said that. <laughs> that just oh gave me gosh. a visual that I cannot get out of my head. I know, right? Me too. I'm like, oh shit, what I do. <laughs> Can you imagine Daffy Duck as a vampire? Just think about that. One. I'm I'm yeah. picturing like Bugs Bunny as a vampire dressed in his drag as the Viking oh. princess. Oh you my know, and here comes Elmer Fudd. Kill the dragon, <laughs> kill the dragon. You know, just, oh my god. Yvonne. Only on <laughs> only on this show, Julie. Only on this yes. show. Yes, I'm just looking forward to the messages I'm going to hear on that. Kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit. You know? <laughs> and my TA just sent me O N S G. Well, this is what Bugs we do Bunny on this show, ladies. This is why we. Is a vampire. <laughs> this is why we call it off the chain, ladies and gentlemen, because I. I don't do a scripted show. I refuse to do a scripted show because it's no fun when you do a scripted show. It's really not, you know, and and being in your shoes when I hosted the show for you, thank goodness I had Ian in the background because I'm like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) But you pulled it off. He's like, just be calm. You got this. You got this, got you know, this. and he was, and he was great. And, and thankfully I had Joan Hazel and Joan and I know each other. So it was easy to talk to her. And then I found myself really intrigued by the things that she does. I mean, first half of the show, we talked about her books. Second half of the show, we talked about her being a medium. I'm like, this is really cool. <laughs> I know. I knew you would love her. She's amazing. Yeah, we had a great time. We had a great time talking and thankfully we knew each other. So it was more comfortable for both of us, you know? Yeah, so that that made it fun. <laughs> See, and I do this all the and I I talk to people I don't know all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then they all want to come I, back on yeah. the show because they have such a good time. Oh yeah, that's why I come back because we make each other laugh because we say <laughs> silly crap like vampire bug bunny. <laughs> oh, we need a cartoonist. Anybody that can draw this, it would be hysterical to get it up on the internet. Bugs Bunny as a vampire dressed in drag. Oh, oh my what a God. visual! <laughs> <laughs> With Elmer Fudd and the oh. and the wooden stake. <laughs> Someone's gonna do it. Just just wait for it. Somebody will do it. 
and they'll be like, here it is. And now that's, you're that's going to be your to, officer. <laughs> you're starting in. You're you're done with cons for the year, right? Yes, ma'am, I am. So starting next year, where are you going to be? In June is my first one. It's going to be at Space Coast, the Space Coast event. So that will be my first one. And after that, I'll be going to PennCon in St. Louis. And after that is um, I'm doing Shameless again. I'll be there in October. And I'm also doing Indie Book Fest. So I only have four next year. I was originally going to go to SAS as well um, in Charlotte, but I ended up dropping that one because my husband will already be home by that time. But he has booked us a cruise as a family for two weeks in the Mediterranean, and it's during that same time. I'm like, y'all, I'm going on this cruise with my family. <laughs> you know, yeah. the coordinators completely understood. So we're going to – Spain, France, and Italy for two weeks, and I am so flippin' excited. I I can't help myself. You'll be, <laughs> I'm you'll so be, excited. Your concubine and your succubus will be doing travel time in Spain, France, and Italy. Yes, yeah, they will be like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you'll be setting stories in places you didn't know there were places to set stories. Oh my God, I know, and it's. It's so funny because you get to these places and you're looking around. You're like, oh, there's a story, you know, like your pink drag queen. You uh-huh. know, there's a story. Absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. And, oh, speaking of stories, I have another one coming out December 6th. I'm so glad I did not forget to tell you that. <laughs> Me too. December, yes, December 6th, I have another a new story coming out. It's a standalone just by itself. I don't have any other plans right now for any further expansions. It's just this one story called Stone Obsession. It's in a world called the Charmed Legacy World. There's uh, 11 or 12 of us all together that are writing stories based around the world. My part of the world is Antarctica. I picked that purposely because I knew it would be a challenge. And, oh, my God, was it a challenge because uh, nothing grows there. <laughs> just I, Of course. Nothing grows there. <laughs> So it's a dystopian world, futuristic. The world is dying. There's old magic that's been had by, you know, mages, and they're trying to survive. And in order to do that, half the population of the world becomes sirens that live under the water. Well, it's basically like if you get picked for this lottery system and you become a siren, humans hate you now because you get to survive while they're fighting to live. And this old magic awakens old, dark creature monsters of the sea and on land. So hell is basically broken loose. And in order to right the wrong that's been happened, every faction of the world has a stone that they need to find. And once the stone is set in place, it basically is going to, for the lack of better better words, jumpstart their part of the world to get back into humanity. And so my story has the siren, Amira, who is the main character, main female character. Her partner that is working with her, his name is Caspian. He's also a siren. So they go on shore together and disguise themselves as humans. And they have to disguise themselves because living in Antarctica, there's no sun where they're they're at. It's all ice. So everybody has basically pale skin and white hair. There's no pigment at all. They're completely just pale. So there's no sun. 
So when they're coming up on land, they have this clay stuff they mix into their hair to give their hair a color so they don't stand out as sirens and potentially get killed. So in the process of trying to find the stone, she comes across, you know, basically Jason Momoa of Antarctica <laughs> and sees him and is like, holy hell, look at that. <laughs> and, you know, starts following him around like a little lost puppy dog, like, oh, yes, honey, honey. Not quite like that. I mean, I'm just, you know, being playful. And their story really kicks into gear after that. And the mage, you know, he's supposed to be a good guy. Or is he? You know, you, ah. you don't know. The story is taking constant turns as you read further into it. You think you know what's going to happen, then I change it on you, you know, and just keep you, keep you on the edge of your seat. And you get to meet pirates. And these pirates are also after the stone, but, you know, hey, let's work together because, you know, wink, wink, I won't hurt you. But the, I think the most laugh out loud part of this story, because the entire story is very serious, you know, there's, it's urban fantasy. It's, it's a little dark and twisted. So I had to write a little bit of humor in it somewhere because that's me. And there's a scene where Amira's getting on the pirate ship and she's going below deck to find her room. And this god awful stench comes up. She said, holy hell, what is that smell? And the pirate turns around and smiles at her, and, she, and he goes, that would be man, my lady. And she goes, that's foul shit. <laughs> that is foul shit. <laughs> so I, I had it. such a good time writing that scene, just picturing their faces, you know. And then it gets serious again. <laughs> so you have, you know, you have the, the mystery of the stone and understanding what it is. You have the forbidden love romance between the siren and the islander. You have the pirates that are basically going to kill everybody because that's what they do. And, and then you have a mage, and you can't tell what side he's on until the very end. And, you know, even at the end, what happens? Because her world is a world of just this awful government that if you've, watched or read the hunger games you kind of get an idea of where she's living everything's in a color system she's in this purple faction which is the poorest of the poor where the world the royalty of her world are blue because that was the original siren color so these rulers decided this is how their world's going to be and she's like fuck that this is what we're going to do <laughs> i'm going to find this stone and we're taking this democracy down and everyone's like yeah the royals are like so, I mean, it's, you know, she doesn't want power. She doesn't want fame, but it's being thrust upon her for doing this. What are you going to do with it? I want to make things right. You know, I want to do the right thing here. So, just a second, sweetheart. I'll be there soon. So, but that's Stone Obsession, and it comes out next week. I'm so excited. And this, wow. the cover is beautiful. Yes, the cover is beautiful. It was uh, provided by uh, Becky Frank, and if you've ever seen her artwork, she's absolutely amazing, amazing. And I'm I'm so excited for this book to come out, and I'm hopeful for good things. And so far, the readers have given it great reviews, and I'm looking forward to see how it does. It's going to do marvelous, and you're not going to believe this, but our hour's almost up. Oh, I believe it because we get to talk about nonsense and it's nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the folks where you can be found because your website's absolutely hysterical. I love it. Well, and thank you. Um, tell them, we talked about the the one we 
that's going to be released next week. But to also tell the folks when the other two are going, the other one's going to be released. The other two. Sure, sure. So the concubine and her vampire is already out. The human and her vampires is also already out. Um, the concubine and her vampires are on all sales channels. The human and her vampires just went into Kindle Unlimited today, so it's on Amazon only right now. I also have paperbacks. And Stone Obsession is next week. Um, the succubus and her vampire and her vampires will be in the next couple of months. I'm not quite sure yet. We haven't set a release date. And Grayson and I are targeting June for the first book called Dick in the Private Dick series. And um, if y'all happen to miss what that means, yes, it is a play on words. It's a detective <laughs> series of supernatural elements, and there is an absolute play on that name. So to find me, I'm at juliemorganbooks.com, or you can also find me on Amazon, also on BookBub. And you can also find her on Facebook, and you do want oh, to yes. get in, oh, yes. in her <laughs> They also want to get in your group so that they can yes. keep up with yes. you because you're going at lightning her, speed right now. No, thanks. I have a pretty active readers group. So, you know, if you find me on Facebook, friend me, and we'll hang out. We'll chat. We'll make each other laugh. We'll share memes and silly jokes, and then we'll get you in the reader group. Not quite in that order. <laughs> <laughs> La- don't hang up. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Julie for for coming and playing with us tonight. It, I just I adore this woman. She is she has been such a a stalwart of strength for me these past few months. And she's always gonna come on this show because it wouldn't be a show without her. Tomorrow night we have GW Pomerant and he um, Pominster. He's also Garrett Palminster. He has Hanging with the Web Show, and he's also an author. So we'll be talking about both of those things. Friday night, the And I Thought Ladies will be here. And on Saturday night, another wonderful friend of Julie's and I, Taylor Dawn, will be with us. So it's going to be a interesting end of the week. I want to thank you all for joining us as you always are most welcome. Share the show. Continue to share it. Continue to listen. And ladies and gentlemen, we're all on a journey, every one of us. So when you're out and about during this insane season, know that the people in retail are doing the best they can. They're they're busy right now, and it's only going to get worse for them. Be kind to them. Because they can be your best friend. Without them, you would not be able to buy stuff. Smile at them. And don't be like those people in Walmart fighting over a TV. Exactly. That's just stupid. It's just insanely stupid. It's all material stuff anyway, people. Yes. And understand this. If you want to be great, don't go out and ask permission because nobody's going to give you permission to be great. You're already great. Just go out and do great things. And I don't mean President of the United States or the next astronaut. Do great things in your community, in your family, for yourself, for your children, for your nieces, for your nephew, for your parents, for your spouses. Because life is very fleeting and it can be snuffed out in an instant. And with that, I want to say thank you again for joining us. Join us again tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Here on Off the Chain, I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest author, Julie Morgan. And we will see y'all, or let you hear us, 
again tomorrow night. Rest well, love each other, and be kind. Okay, we're off the air, but of course everything we okay. say will go up in the archive part of the show. It will be heard by those that <laughs> listen to the archive part of the show. I tell people that at the end of every show, and then then they go off on all these tangents and go, "Oh, will this be heard?" Of course it will. I told you that. <laughs> I, I learned that the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, but that's just like the outtakes at the movies, you know. But yeah, it is. As as you know, I will. I'll, when I archive it, I'm going to put it on my. On my thing and tag you in it so that you can tag I everybody. Brought Miss, I brought Miss Yvonne in here to talk to Leanna. Hey, Miss Leanna. From Mario Kart. Do what, Do you darling? Ask your favorite character from Mario Kart? That's a princess. Like Princess Peach. Oh, she has Mario cards. Yeah, I think it'd be Princess Peach. She likes spinner cards. Actually, no. Yvonne's more of a Princess Daisy. Princess Daisy. Yeah, she's what spicy. What's she wearing? What's she wearing? <laughs> her orange shirt. Yep, the orange shirt and the orange ball gown. Like Daisy. Just like Daisy. She likes spinner cards or spinner yeah. bike or varmint. Would you ride a motorcycle, Yvonne? I-, I used to ride a motorcycle. See, she would ride the motorcycle. Varmint. The varmint. Yeah. Because of the old school. Yep. Or Sarah Carsfield School. No, she'd ride the motorcycle. She'd ride the varmint. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I used to ride horses too. I own Yeah. Her she used to ride horses as well. So her nickname is Princess Daisy. So you are okay. evermore Princess Daisy. <laughs> I wear that I wear that name tag with honor. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to say to Yvonne? No, thanks. No, thanks. Okay, then I'll be right back, okay, baby? Oh, I'm so Oh, okay, I'll take that. Yeah, just hurry. Oh, I will. <laughs> too much time. too much time, Yvonne. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> no, I'm going to worry about it. Everything's well, go, fine. You know, go. They say in the Lego movie, everything's awesome. <laughs> she is so precious. She is just a little sweetheart. Yeah, she is. She's a good go kid. And she is no. a good kid. And she will go far. Don't you worry, Mama. She's going to go far. I see it. Oh, definitely. So go well, and, you tell and, Garrett that Julie Morgan said hi, because Garrett and I are pretty, pretty tight. So you tell him that I said, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they And ask him, ask him if he has any vampire rabbits. <laughs> Uh-oh, there's a story there. You know that they came down for Jack's service. That's fantastic. I'm so glad. That just blew, uh, I was not expecting that, and there there they were. Just blew me away. My daughter's cup of water just fell off and scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, go and take care of her, and I love you with all of my heart, and thank you for being Mom, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything you do. And, you know, just know that we're always here. I know, my darling. That's what makes my life so much fun because y'all are, y'all are marvelous. Y'all can make me laugh and nobody else can. <laughs> just think about <laughs> vampire bunnies. 
<laughs> there you go. Yeah, we'll ask Garrett about that one. If he knows anybody that can draw vampire uh, rabbits with drag outfits. Yeah, um, he's got a, uh, a graphic artist somewhere that does all their graphics, so I'm sure someone can come up with something. <laughs> oh, that would be, that would be too funny. Yeah. Then we would have to. Then you know we'd have to do the story about it, right? Oh, of course, and probably like some kind of silly children's story. <laughs> oh my lord! There, there go the wheels again. And with that, I'm signing off before we both get in more trouble. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have a I love you. Night, you too, love honey. You I love too. you. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye.